Hey, boys and girls, it is time to make us a mixtape. I am your host, Marty DeRosa. I'm your other host, Paul Farvar. And boy, do we have an episode for you this week. Get out your blankies, because we are going to cover you up with some of the <laughs> sexiest cover songs known to man, woman, or they, thems. This is going to be one hell of an episode. But before I get started, uh, Paul, let everybody know how they can keep in touch with us on social media if they have a mixtape that they feel is worthy of two music insiders ripping to shreds <laughs> they can email us at paulmartymix at gmail.com and uh, we don't have a page yet marty but no, uh, they can follow us on facebook instagram dm us too if you got something and we'll forward it to our our producer who handles the the uh, gmail account yes now paul i have a question for you who mm-hmm. is in your opinion and i don't put you on the spot here but you are a music insider so you should be able to do this on the spot easily. uh who would you say uh does your favorite cover song of uh the birthday song the birthday song? Oh, man. Or any song related to birthdays. <sighs> I, I mean, you have to go with the classics, uh, Marilyn Monroe. But um, I actually like the Beatles version of uh, yeah. Today is Your Birthday. That, that, I feel like that because uh, XRT played that version so many I, I heard that song when they used so to announce people's birthdays when they would announce too. people's birthdays today is your, it's just that's such a right great song. it's pretty good um oh i was thinking of r kelly we okay so <laughs> i was thinking of r kelly i've, I've been watching we, this guy on we youtube we always talk about r kelly yeah. i've been watching this guy on youtube who uh he's a, a body language expert so when someone is lying, he watches their videos and he's like, and he, he like ripped R. Kelly to shreds, obviously. Um, but when uh, when I first started drinking tequila with my best friend, John, one of my best friends in Indiana, we started drinking. We were like, you know what? Let's get into tequila. It was a New Year's Eve. And we we're like, let's get into this. Let's start drinking tequila. And we just sat at this table at this bar in Indiana, just slamming shots of tequila, being like, oh, but like we're going to learn to like this. And then uh, every year since then, whenever we're together on New Year's Eve and we do a shot of tequila, we go, do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. And then we would take the shot. R. Kelly. R. Kelly. But Just so you know, there are secrets to, you don't need to be a body expert. You need to be a trial litigator like yeah. myself. Yeah, there is a trial litigator from Canada who does it too. It's yeah, pretty cool. I, I learned how, I, you can learn a lot. It's kind of crazy. The one, one of the few things that were benefits of being a, uh, top 40 under 40 lawyers here in Illinois <laughs> was that, uh, were you really? I, yeah, I was, Fuck yeah. uh, you know, who said Jonah Jurgens always brings me up. I was, I was that. questioning, uh, with Sarah, my girlfriend, we were, we were questioning how much, uh, how much ass you were smashing when you were in a, a band lawyer? and a lawyer. Uh, you would think a lot, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, cause I see how these ladies look at you after comedy shows. When you mentioned you're a lawyer, <laughs> they, I, there's times where I've, I've like had such a good set and me and you would be talking at the bar and they would like push me out of the way to be like, <laughs> Are uh, you really a lawyer? That's not true. Yes, it is. I don't. Yes, it that. is. I feel like I do well with a demographic of elder elder women. I'm gonna go to your office next door, Chipotle, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, did you see the fucking applause breaks I got up there? I uh, I love that. Would uh, right before all this happened, we had shows back to back where I had to follow you. And uh, and I, I tried to shit on you, and they yeah, didn't. You, they, they you didn't dummy, believe you me. dummy. Yeah. You try to go, hey, this idiot. And I know you like me, so I know it's okay. But they, they don't, don't know. know. That. Right, right, right. I think uh, it's funny. That's a it's a likability thing. I was like, hey, they gotta know. They gotta know we're friends. Um, well, speaking of likability, and the reason I brought up birthday cover songs is because one of the patron saints of this podcast, the one and only 
MTV's crabby old man from day fucking one. Kurt Loder was his birthday this 75. week. 75. 75. How old would you have thought Kurt Loder was? 72. Really? No, I thought he was, I thought it was like in the 60s, early 60s yeah. maybe. So I had a friend uh, who was on Tough Enough back when it was on MTV. I don't know if you remember <laughs> season one of Tough Enough. I, I do know Tough Enough. Uh, yes. my, my, my Tell people though. Dear friend Josh Matthews was on a WWF at the time uh, reality show to find the next WWF superstar. And um, it was on MTV, yeah. Because uh, MTV also had Sunday Night Heat, which they would play. Uh, and um, so my friend Josh and Rudy, his brother, who I always talk about on my podcast, uh, whatever, we're big wrestling fans. And um, they went out to New York for the big finale. Josh was one of the finalists, and they were going to have a big thing at WWE or WWF New York. Right. That was their big restaurant in Times Square. A huge financial failure. And uh, <laughs> who would have thought? Everybody. And uh, but anyway. <laughs> Before it, they got a tour of the MTV studios and they were walking. Oh, this is great. This is great. And uh, my buddy saw an office and they go, oh, that's Kurt Loder's office. And they were like, can we go in there? And they're like, nah. And they're like, what if we just acted like we didn't know where we were going? And they're like, you're on your own. So him and, him oh, and another buddy just walked here. in and he was like, ah! and they're like, oh, sorry. And they're like, oh, you're Kurt Loder. Awesome. And he doesn't know who these guys are. They got yeah. like, long hair. They look cool. He probably thought like, oh, maybe they're in a band or something. I don't fucking know. But he said Kurt Loder is the tiniest person ever. Yeah. Isn't that wild? I would have thought he was like, I... I would have thought he bigger. was at least six feet tall. Yeah. He, he projects big. He does. And also it does make sense that he's 75 because if you remember, he was like the elder statesman yes. in the nineties. So like he was like, he brought them when they brought him on at the end of late eighties, they brought him on. Cause if you yeah. watch some year in rock, 87, 88, 89, which are available on YouTube. And if you're <laughs> yawns, they're fun to watch. Um, he's already looking kind of crotchety and yeah. older, but anyway, happy was, birthday, was, Kurt Loader. Yeah. Happy birthday to him. I, uh, I have I think, not read his book. I haven't either. I didn't even know he had one. He had a. He's got a book. We got. Well, he's going to be on the show, so we'll talk. I to mean, him about that. he's got to be. He's our. Who would you rather have, him or Matt Pinfield? I would rather have him. Yeah, Kurt Loader. He's number. Matt he's, Pinfield. I didn't. He kind of rubbed me the wrong way a couple times. You know, he'd say he just so uh, like aggressively a music insider. Like we we know we're music insiders. <laughs> we have quotation marks yeah, around our. Yeah, uh, like now he, he doesn't. He doesn't have to like rub it in that he knows stuff. And do you like, think that? He w- he was on uh, a Limp Bizkit album. Do you think that's a no no? Well, he had his own like. Didn't he have his own like label? Too? He was no. He was like head of A and R for A and R. Right, right, right. Uh, I don't know what company. company. Yeah, yeah. It's for in a that while book that we talked for a while about, yeah, that we read. He yeah. has a pretty interesting show on on uh, XM Satellite, whatever XM Sirius, whatever it is. Um, I remember I had uh, a rental car and I was riding around, and he had a he had a talk show that was like really good. When you get a rental car, yeah. And then, you know, they give you the choice of what car you're going to. Yeah. Do you say, I need to have a Cirrus? Because sometimes it's like another five bucks. I always go, hey, last time I was supposed to get satellite radio and they and it didn't work. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah don't it's worry, like, we'll get it on there. Yeah. And then the next question is, do you have like a preference? Like you have seven cars in front of you. Do you like go for a certain type if you have a choice? I usually like those. Um, I like, okay, like a couple different kinds. For most of the time, I like if they have like a little kind of hatchbacky type of thing. Mm-hmm. I like those, like the little SUV hatchbacky type of things. Yeah. I like those. Those are usually more extra, but yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes I like just I a little. I forgot your headliner. I'm, <laughs> yeah. just, I'm just featuring. <laughs> I like a little fucking go-kart sometimes. Yeah. And uh, I told you I did a show. I did a show like just a couple hours away. And I was like, you know what? I want a fucking pickup truck. <laughs> and the only pick they have no there are no more small pickup trucks anymore. Yeah. They're all fucking gigantic. Mm-hmm. And I don't I wanted just a small little pickup truck. And that's what I thought I ordered. And they're like, oh, the only pickup truck we have is that. And it was gigantic. But yeah. I was like, you know what? And I will tell you this. I get why these guys drive these 
because and not just work related or whatever, but just, you know, somebody's like, this is my nice truck, but like, can you put anything in the back? Like, Oh no, I keep it clean. <laughs> when you're flying down the road, cars get the fuck out of your way. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's not badass. I always but you go, to fill it up like every fucking yeah, that's the half thing. hour. I, I go for a car that's uh especially if you're in LA or something where you gotta drive a lot. Um, I always go for a smaller car, yeah. but I always pick the aggressively obnoxious color. Yeah. I like to we, do that. And then you know it's oh, that's my yellow yeah. Mustang. Also, yeah, that's a funny thing. Um, so just a couple fun facts about the we try to let people in behind the behind the the door. Absolutely. Now, uh, one thing we're going to let people in the door of is our favorite cover songs. You said you had a hard time putting this, this was the hardest, together. hardest uh, uh, assignment I've had. How did you adult. attack this? Are you like, these are all time or just like ones you like or what? Well, you know, I use the Sarah Shockey method uh, where she mentioned before on the podcast. What's where her I method? made the list and then I just started to wean oh, it down. Oh, okay. So uh, I told you before we started recording that I was like, I thought I was looking at the list and I go, eh, Paul's got a pretty good mix here. And then I realized it was mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked your mix, t- your tape too. I think we're going to have to have another volume. Uh, and oh, absolutely. This I, is too hard. I had so many that I was just like, I don't know. Did you search like get, like Google best cover songs or anything like that? No. I, I uh, did that and there were so many where I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was a cover. No, I did. I did. I looked through my catalog of songs mm-hmm. on iTunes to see which ones that I listened to a lot. Yeah, and I, there was fun songs that I ha- I re- forgot that I used to listen to a lot. The ones that I really wanted that didn't make the cut, I do want to give them a shout out. I well, got a couple. I got my list out here that I chopped down. Should we should we let people behind that? Because because we probably they're going to probably make it in the future. Uh, we could talk about okay. it. People might forget about it. Here, one of mine that I thought you would have had. I I thought you were going to do uh, Jeff Buckley, Hallelujah. Uh, I, that was on the final list, but I did do something. I did. I do have something from Buckley on my list. Obviously. Okay. I was going to be cute and put on Ben folds. Bitches ain't shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. That that was not on the list for me. I really thought you were going to do Ryan Adams. Wonderwall. I don't like his version and yeah. I don't like his versions of the Taylor Swift songs either. See, so. I do like a couple of those. Okay. I do like a couple of those. I didn't know that Superman by R.E.M. is a cover. I didn't know that either. I did not know that. And I didn't know that uh, the Elvis Costello, What's So Funny About Peace, Peace Love, Love and Understanding, Understand. cover as well. I did know that. Didn't it's know. an older cover. Um, the ones, the two that were the hardest for me to not put on the list, well, three, I was going to put Ghost in You, Psychedelic First, covered by the Counting Crows. Counting Crows. I told you. You uh, thought I was going to do it, so I didn't. No, I thought you were going to do it. <laughs> paved Paradise, and put up oh, a yeah. puck in Johnny like, Mitchell's. God, that. <laughs> if I'm a fumble, put away that DDT. What a fucking. You got a pretty good yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Huh. Um, I, uh, Round here. <laughs> Sorry. I uh, that was one that that was gonna make the list. Uh, Go your own way, the cranberries version. Yeah. I like that one a lot. And um, say hello, wave goodbye, which is David Gray covering uh, an old soft sell song, which okay. I didn't know was a cover. But the one that was the hardest for me not to have on the list because it wasn't on iTunes was uh, "I Can't Make You Love Me" by uh, Bon Iver covering Bonnie Ray. Okay, Rain. okay. So those are the ones that. They'll probably be on the future list, but I also, I mean, here, I've got sheets of uh, lists of songs that didn't make the list. Yeah. And uh, there's certain ones that uh, they're just not available, you know, because being in bands all my life um, or, or managing bands, we always use, I always use the formula that I would say is find a song that's a, from a different genre, cover it, make it your own. Yes. And that's how we can make that because then people will 
listen to that song and then they'll listen, they'll give you a chance. And I feel like um, a lot of the stuff that I have on the list, uh, well, a few of the songs I have on the list, that's exactly how uh, they became regulars that Kurt Loder would talk about on MTV. Excellent. Maybe. Also, uh, for the uh, for the mixtape heads out there, uh, what do we call our, our listeners? Do we have a name yet? <sighs> no, we don't. Actually, email us if you got a name for us. I like us. tape heads. Tape heads? Tape heads. But then it sounds like uh, they're like cassette, people that buy cassettes. Yeah, kind of. That's not what we are. I've watched so many music documentaries. I watched <laughs> uh, um, the Tower Records documentary. Uh, available for free on some streaming service. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was great. And I watched, I didn't even like them, but I watched a fucking four hour Eagles documentary. You, we've been talking about that. Yeah. I, I am not a huge Eagles fan. I do secretly like Don Henley's songs and Glenn Fry's songs when they went solo. And I'm, I like Linda Ronstadt. Listen, they were like a great country rock band mm-hmm. when they first started. What happens to these dudes when they just write the most fucking wimpy music of all time, like Don Henley? That that yacht rock scene is very underrated. But they weren't yacht rock. Mm-hmm. They weren't not. They were hard rockers. They were too. fucking hard rock yeah. country, like Leonard Skinner type of fuck. But yep. they were like Leonard Skinner, but they could write really great songs. Yeah. And they and they harmonized great. They were all excellent musicians. Like they were killers. Like everyone in that. It was you know what I remi- it reminded me of watching the Jordan the Bulls documentary, The Last, Last Dance. Dance. Yeah. And there'll be a thing where it's like, okay, so-and-so is, is not pulling his weight or he's contract is up. It's like, we need the best person for this team who can do. And it's like, that's how they were. They were like, cause we Super talked band. about they it. Corporate rock. They originally were going to be Linda Ronstadt's backup mm-hmm. band. And then they were like, Hey man, I like playing with you. I like playing with you. Well, let's just do Don our own Henley band. And Glenn sure. Fry, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and it was, it was real interesting. Um, the, the documentary now, um, blue jean committee, two part episode, which is fantastic. And I love that they did Fred two Armistead parts. Fred is one of my favorite people. I appreciate even Hader. more that they did two parts of that because there were two parts of this documentary. Oh, okay. Fantastic. I didn't know that there was a connection to the two. Cause I, I saw Fred yeah. Armisen and Bill Hader. Haters Glenn Fry. They did kind sure. of like a mockumentary about it. Yeah. And, uh, and I didn't know because they would come on TV and they'd promote Blue, Blue Yeah, Jean and there's there's one guy in the band who's a little like, oh, I'm just kind of happy to be here, which was uh, the Fred Armisen character. Yeah. Um, but as far as like the money, God, the money, these guys just like, they just loved money and yeah. talked about money so much. Yeah. Very interesting. Huh. Huh. Can't believe I made it. But <laughs> with all that out of the way, we got to yeah, get into this. Yeah, we were this. talking about covers, which was, this was the hardest thing for me to do. I, I guarantee you we're going to have a volume two of this. Um, Didn't you always love putting a cover on a mixtape and kind of being like, yeah, that was a great and, and, that, and that thing of just like, don't worry, you'll know this song in a little bit. Yeah. And then after a while, someone's like, oh, this is that song by that person. Right. And it's that's a fle- actually it's a good flex on a mixtape. If we go into, uh, we'll start, we'll, let's, let's go into it, right? Mm-hmm. The first song uh, on my list was exactly like that. Uh, I learned about this band because of their cover of uh, a classic 70s song, and then I would put this on literally every mix for somebody. Would you Would you ever do uh, mixes, and I've done these, especially on CD, I did these, like during the Just Napster covers. days. No, cover the original, then a cover. Oh, back-to-back? Original uh, cover. That's a good I idea. thought it was so clever when I did that. I think that's too much of, one, of, of a good thing. Hmm. But we'll see. Well, here's here's the first song on my list, which was, uh, it's, I mean, it's a classic. Everyone knows it. Uh, Glory Gaynor, I Will Survive, as covered by the band Cake. 
this guy gave a lot of people hope who couldn't sing. I think he can sing, but I think this gave people this song did. But if you listen to the rest of this stuff, he's talented. So good. I got to see them in concert. When? When and where? I saw them at Innings Fest last year, not this year, and it was so cool. And because I was a performer, I got to like hang out with them and like talk to them. Did he have that stick thing that would make that noise? No, I didn't see that. He always used to play that. I didn't see that, but I saw the guitar. It's the same guitarist. They're they're really old. They were already old when they got yeah. when the song came out. Hey, he, was really that, he was hiding that secret under all those hats. Yes, they're they're good guys. They were super cool. Love this song. Um, now you told me before this show started yeah. that you have a backstory on it. So well, did you like this song? Too? Love it. Okay. I love Cake. I saw Cake by myself at the Metro when I was in college, and I remember people looking around, and finally I was just like, I'll just stand by this group of people and just enjoy the show and then finally I heard someone go is that guy by himself and now being a music insider <laughs> I should have brought a little notebook and just been fucking jotting shit down and people Do would have thought I, I was am, a fucking yeah. yeah but anyway Glory Gaynor love uh, them, love them too one of my favorite bands uh, in an interview by them that uh, when he says I should have changed those fucking locks that she did not like that that they put an F word I don't know but she didn't like that they put an F word in there and they were like well we made her a lot of money so yeah that's right tough tits it's funny, uh, people, because I was an entertainment lawyer, top 40 under 40, no big deal. Um, people what magazine ask, was this that ranked it's you? It's the top 40 for Illinois. It's a lawyer oh, magazine. Okay. Lawyer, lawyer magazine. <laughs> lawyer Illustrated. <laughs> Chicago, uh, man, I should know this. Illinois lawyer. I don't know what it is, but it's a big deal. Anyway, the one thing is I, the most common thing that musicians would ask me is like, can we cover this song? Yeah. And the answer is yes. Yeah. It's 100% yeah. legal. You just it's have to work. pay. You have to pay. You go to Harry yeah. Fox Agency and you give seven cents uh, seven cents on the dollar or something like that. It's a different rate every time. Hey, if you're a musician, you're not making that money on albums anyway. Yeah. It's all touring. Fucking go. I'm surprised people didn't... Back in the day, people covered shit like crazy and it was totally okay. Yeah. Like, it was not the okay. Well, they wouldn't... The problem was is the blues artists and stuff that were being ripped off, they weren't giving them credit. You, you know, just have to give no, them no, no, credit. No, no, no. I'm going to tell them about that. Oh. You know how many songs... We could play a game on, the, a game on this show called Jimi Hendrix... Or Bob Dylan, because those motherfuckers oh, right. covered each other's songs like crazy. Oh, I didn't know that yeah. Bob Dylan covered Hendrix back. Yeah, well, oh, maybe not. Oh, maybe not. You're right. I think it's the other okay. way. Okay, I think you're right. But yeah, there was a lot of uh, that happened a lot, and uh, I remember I had an artist, uh, Dan Dara, who covered Careless Whisper, who was going to be on this list, but again, I couldn't find it on iTunes. We just had to keep track of how many. Yeah. How many? things that you give like it ended up being like $70 in the <laughs> Eagles documentary again they were going to be they were members of the Eagles were Linda Ronstadt's backup band right. and uh, I forgot she was that big of a deal she was man they did a special on her which I highly recommend on CNN oh, uh, yeah? I think it's free um, and they talk about her whole life and uh, another cover I wanted to put on what the was list. her what was sort of her uh, marketing wise like how was she marketed towards the people so what she did because uh, my, my thoughts too. She looking has a at her, biography my too. thoughts looking at her is like, hey, you know, like the coolest rock chick, you know, guess what? She's also she's sings and has a band and she's great. She was super talented and like um, 
she was like she would reinvent herself every few years so then she got okay. into like certain things she got into like spanish music and then people would get mad like why is she doing this why does she just be a rocker yeah and uh she just could she can adapt to everything and she had such a great voice mm-hmm. and it was a time when like she was like a cool chick so people were yeah. like yeah this is she's the future but and, they um, they the eagles put out I forgot what song that one of their first big hits and she covered it like while it was still on. So it was like on yeah. the charts with both of them. Very weird. She helped. I think it was like to help. They were them cool. Out, right? yeah. yeah. And they were like, oh, what an honor. It was such an honor by her to do that. She Crazy. was so she, I mean, before Madonna, like she was legit. The so biggest wild. thing. She you don't one hear her. Yeah. If it's you're before our time way before. And it, but just like I just I've heard, I know her name through just music but i've i've never thought of i when i watch this eagles documentary i was like oh she was like a thing and and then uh when they did the rock and roll hall of fame tribute to her they had um dolly parton um nice cheryl crow and what was the other woman's name god it's gonna kill me i remember her name but um they did when will i be loved as the harmony it was it was cool. gorgeous and she came out because she's uh, and she has health issues now but um well, hey, yeah. speaking of multiple women singing at once, my first well uh, selection is a cover of a Fleetwood Mac song. And for a second, I thought, do I put the Smashing Pumpkins version or the Dixie Chicks version? I went with the Dixie Chicks version. Here is Landslide by the Dixie Chicks. <laughs> Second Dixie Chick song in a month here on Make Us a Mixtape. From you. Quarantined edition. I took my love and I took it down. I was surprised that you didn't go with the Pumpkins version. <sighs> it was tough. I'll be honest. It was real tough. I, I like both of these for different reasons. Sure. Um, Billy Corgan is he sings his little heart out on there, but I think just like I don't know, overall this song just has more to it. I will say that I have been listening to a lot more Dixie Chicks uh, than I've ever listened to in my life yeah. in this quarantine uh, because Gaslighter, which we talked about in another yep. episode, and I've your been, favorite band is killing me. Uh, right, and you got me into that that $1. song. Ninety nine on now, Kindle. When I was looking for a version of God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, that David Golan did, a local artist that I actually played with. Um, it, was, it was the most best best version of that song I've ever heard. Other really? musicians in Chicago yeah. would say the same thing. There was Joe Goodkin, who we've had on the show. He yeah. covers it too, but he's like, yeah, but David Golan. Dude. Anyway. When they play that song in Boogie Nights, it's like one of the best songs ever yes. to put in a movie. And then uh, Dixie Chicks have a version of God Only Knows mm-hmm. that was in the, the, the show where the dude has a lot of wives. Yes, yeah, Sister Wives? No. Uh, oh, the HBO show. HBO show. Yeah. yeah. And, Big Love? Uh, Big Love, yes. Thank you. And uh, and it's so good. And now, like, I went on this, like, rabbit hole search of all these Dixie Chicks songs, but I forgot that they, they had this song. Yeah. And it was out around the same time. This was out a little bit, I think, before the Billy Corgan cover. What was that Corgan Punk cover is, on? What was uh, it on? I think it was on their, like, uh, special after... Um, you when know, they had all the B-sides. It thing. was like a nice song back in the day because Q101 would play it every once in a while. It felt like it wasn't like a big like, hey, we got to play this song heavy rotation. It was like a treat. I felt yeah. like it was like a little treat. It was different than a, it was a step yeah. away, which another one of your songs also did on q And then I think he played it on Howard Stern one time. So Howard would play it every once in a while because Howard Stern, back, when, back, back then in the day, okay. back in the day, he might still play it now. Um, he would start the show with a cover a lot of times. 
of okay. somebody or somebody doing an acoustic version of one of their songs in yeah. the, in studio, and uh, and then play the Rob Zombie song, uh, the, his <laughs> intro song. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the uh, he would play that Billy Corgan song quite a bit. Well, the thing about the 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 reason why I thought that would be a better version is because. One of the highlights of being a music insider and an entertainment lawyer, top 40 under 40, no big deal, okay, um, okay. was to go in a different, uh, be a different, be different than the original. And I feel like a female singer singing another female artist is, it's already, I mean, you're going to be compared to Stevie Nicks and it takes some balls yeah. to be like, Hey, we're going to do a country version, yeah. which I do appreciate that aspect of it. But when you can take it like, like Billy Corrigan did take a song that was sung by the opposite sex yeah. and, and make it your own. Yep. That's the way to go. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Also the, uh, the, the bat, the band in this is just like, this is some, this is like some fucking good ass playing in the song. Good ass banjo and mandolin. Good ass fucking banjo and mandolin. Yeah. Now that they're, uh, they're, I'm, I'm looking again at Dixie chicks and you know what? I think, uh, I would be excited to see them in concert when this is all over. Hey, I'll take you. I think, when this is all I over, I think we're going to have to. I so would, let's uh, go have a drink at Carol's. Yeah, hell yeah. Carol's and, Pump, and what we need to do is Chicago. what we need to do is play the songs that we think, and then just and and then uh, uh, wait for the uh, wait for the uh, reaction of the of the people there. Just be like, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, the, Carol's Pub uh, was where uh, I, I I remember I had a show there and it, it got canceled, but I was just I was just shazamming and texting. I'm like, this song's really good, mm-hmm. and a lot of those songs. You that Randy was, Rogers? Yeah, yeah. I was like, this time uh, around. I was like, this is a good. Yeah, I can't wait till that bar opens again. We got to do it. There's a comedy show that they do there during the week too, which will be fun. But it's the thing with Dixie Chicks is. You know, it's it's not very... Oh, shit. Paul's going to do for a fucking segue. <laughs> Paul's about to launch into his next song. If you were in here, in studio, <laughs> a.k.a. Paul's Kitchen, uh, his whole demeanor changes. You got so like, all right, here we go. And But like, you're still talking, but I know you're not using all your brain to do And you're like, and How can uh, I get to that the next brings song? us to another interesting point. You're like, you're getting your phone ready. <laughs> your, your whole demeanor changes. You're sitting more upright in your chair. You're close closer to the mic. Go ahead, Paul. What were you going to say? Oh, you, you (laughs) (laughs) steal your thunder. Well done. Uh, no, I was just going to say this next song is, uh, speaking of, well, now I, (laughs) it doesn't make any sense. We'll we'll edit all that out. Take, no, no, no. Keep it in. Take two. Go keep it in. No, it's fine. Um, speaking of, uh, masculinity, this next song is the man in me as covered by David Bazan. Uh, Probably one of the best Bob Bob Dylan covers of this song. This song got me into um, David Bazan, Pedro the Lion, who's been talked about before on this podcast. This album, Curse You Branches, uh, is is one of the greatest albums, in my opinion. And okay. then this was a bonus track on there. Everyone knows the original. Here's David Bazan's version. Artist of all time, I, I would have to say. Or the Beatles? I think so. I, I just swear I've heard so many Dylan covers. I think Bob Dylan. Oh, I almost, I almost had uh, uh, Mike Ness from Social Distortions. Don't think twice. It's all right. Fuck. Why did I put that? Volume two. Volume two. Yeah. Um, I would say that Bob Dylan is because it's it's a more blank canvas where you can take it in so many directions. Whereas yeah. the Beatles have like. 
little more interesting. Do you know that, that Wagon Wheel song that uh, Darius Rucker? Yeah, we, call, cover. we call Darius Rucker the notorious fucker in my apartment. Um, it's just a fun little. We like to add those little. You like, didn't know this, it was a cover. No, it's a. You know who a cover of? Who? It's a Dylan song he never finished. Oh, but then someone else covered it. But then it. someone finished yeah. it, and then now everyone covers it. But. Uh, you don't do that with like Ryan. Like, there's this female wrestler named Britt Baker. We call her Britt Baker, the shit taker. No. Darius Rucker, notorious. You have fucker. a roommate. I don't. I don't have a roommate. I have a girlfriend. I live <laughs> yeah. With. Well, she lives with you. She's and I don't, my roommate. I don't have anyone to have these fun games with. What is it about the song that you like so much? I love his voice, and and he and like we've talked about this before, where he makes this as his own. Yeah. Right. Like this is him there. Singing. There are no traces of Bob Dylan, and I mean that in the nicest no. way possible. I don't mean that in a, in a mean way. When I listened to this the first time I heard it, I forgot that this was about Dylan something. Yeah. And I was like, where have I heard this song before? And then I was like, holy shit, this is a fucking cover. And, it, and his voice is just one of my favorites. And we've talked about Pedro the Lion before on this podcast. Um, and I got to see them right before um, all this happened at the Indies Fest. And it was so cool. Um, yeah, I, it's a great song. It's funny because Bob Dylan is, is one of those artists that, you know, I never really got into as a kid. You didn't have a Dylan phase? No, I didn't. I did. I, I watched the... Oh, as a kid shit. or as an adult? I got to watch this. When I was in... So, when I was in uh, junior high... Oh, I just wrote high down. That's not, I, was, <laughs> I want to write history. So, when I was... Uh, I wonder if it'll be on my PBS app. I have the PBS app. It's fantastic. Um, all the Ken Burns documentaries and what's stuff the, like that. What's your Bob Dylan? So I was mostly into hip hop. I had a real hip hop phase. I went from like punk to hip hop. And I was like, those were my two. And then I watched the, I think it was on PBS, was the definitive history of rock and roll. And it was like one episode was like the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, 80s, and the 90s, I think, which mm-hmm. is what we were in. Um and the the '60s one was just like over the top, like Bob Dylan. Is Bob Dylan's? The, there wouldn't be the Beatles if it wasn't Bob Dylan. And everybody cop, everybody went. And I was like, "Fuck!" And I watched it, and I remember going to the uh, 24-hour Walmart and buying Bob Dylan's Greatest Hits Volume One, and going, oh yeah, and then just being like, "Okay, that's pretty yeah. good." Then it was so weird because then I bought volumes like, and then I think I bought Volume Two because I was just like, "I'll just buy the volume because before iTunes and all that shit." Sure. And then I was just like, it was so wild. It was cheaper all for his, some yeah, reason. All his different like changes and stuff and, yeah. and different voice sounds and stuff like that. It, yeah, I, I, it was, I, I'll be embarrassed to say, you know, obviously my brother was the biggest influence on me. So if he didn't listen to Bob Dylan, yeah. I didn't listen to Bob Dylan. And then I got into Bob Dylan sadly in the 90s because I was a huge uh, Dave Matthews fan for about 18 months. Is that your, what's your most embarrassing? Like, Dave oh, Matthews mine was, was the like, Doors. I was into the Doors. Oh, I, I had doors. a Doors phase. Um, but I saw that he covered All Along the Watchtower, and I knew it was a, the Hendrix version and yeah. everything. And then I went and got volume one, and I just remember, I was like, I was like, all right, this is kind of cool. And then I, it sat in the background for a while. And then I got into the band later in life when I became a musician, and then I found out he would, the band was the backing band. For yeah, the band. Bob, yeah, for the for that the, was weird to think to like figure out because, and I was thinking about this too when I was watching um, the Eagles documentary because they were talking about like when you become like a, a hot new band, and I remember being like, it was so hard back in the day where if you had to do research, like there was no internet to go to, yeah. so if you didn't have like a cool older brother or sister or a friend who knew a lot about music, you were just like. 
Bob, wait, the Bob Dylan's band is called The Band? Yeah. And that, wait, but Well, it's what? funny because before the internet, and I have those books up there, I got these VH1 MTV books called Rockstars. Oh. Where I had all the information you need about artists. So I, okay. I used to take these books out and just be like, oh. You'd study. That's Linda Ronstadt. And yeah. I would learn about it. Because, yeah, like you said, when we were, when I was in high school, there was no internet. So that book, what is it called? The it's called Rock Stars, uh, Volume One, and then I have a Volume Two. They were okay. books you buy at Borders for like uh, five ninety nine. Borders, on sale. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. You know what album I bought at uh, at Borders? What's that? Uh, my first specials album. Hell yeah! Way to way to do that. A message to you, Rudy, from the specials. Enjoy one of the best guy songs of all time. They changed the name. It was this is a message to you, Rudy, and his was a message to you, Rudy. They just changed the, the title of it. Wait, well, how is that different? A message. Oh, one is a message to you, Rudy, and one is Rudy, comma a message to you. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I love this song, and I wouldn't consider this. They were on Saturday Night Live. Wild. Yes. That, it didn't they get in trouble? No, no, no. That was Elvis Costello. I know Elvis trouble. Costello got in trouble. Uh, no, oh, you're thinking of Fear. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fear went crazy on Saturday Night Live. I like the song, but this is, I mean, it's ska, but is, is it ska? Dude, this is old school. This is first wave Because I like this song. Or maybe second wave. Yeah. Because they, like they were covering a, you know, black Is the original version? <laughs> <laughs> is the original version ska too? Or no? Yeah. Okay. It's just, it's like more old timey sounding than this. It's great. Because I remember going to Coconuts, no Camelot at South Lake Mall. I went to oh, Camelot, hey. and I bought Camelot a music. Wow. first wave ska uh, compilation, and that was on there. Is that how you got into ska? No, 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 no. I got I I got into ska through like Sublime was oh, like. Oh, so you went backwards. I remember reading in. A bu- you remember how we talked about this too? It's like before internet, it was like magazines. Yeah, Rolling Stone. And I remember coming home from a trip, and I had a Rolling Stones, ma- I had a Rolling Stone the magazine old version that was like big. the Big Boy. Yeah, I had the Big Boy Rolling Stone. I had a Details magazine. Yeah, oh, we were big time. And I had a Spin magazine, and I, it was a big long flight. And I remember all of them were like. Oh, this band Sublime's got an album out, but the lead singer's dead. But it's—I think we think it's going to be a big deal, and it's kind of like punk ska. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, I know punk, but what's what punk ska?" And then they were like, "Well, you know how you like fucking, uh, uh, you know, um, uh, Operation Ivy and all that shit." It's like that's like, and I was like, "Woo!" And then I went into like the first wave stuff, where it's like the stuff from like Jamaica and the stuff from like Africa, and it's like, "Oh, okay, this is fucking cool." Yeah, I never, I never got into ska, but reggae was my was my jam. I'm glad the- you like it. Yeah, I, it's good. I, it's a great song. This song I always loved. I mean, it's just it was always in so many movies too. Right? Gross Point Blank. Yeah. Uh, among among many others. Yeah, no. That I, I can't I, think of as you put me on the spot. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's great. It's a, it's just a great song. I love when a song just when it starts and you're like, oh, we mean business here. I like that you got you read Spin and Details. I, like I, I just didn't think that they would have those magazines in Indiana. I think I had a subscription, dude. I got them all at the uh, Borders or Barnes and Noble. I used there to work at I used to work at Barnes and Noble and Did steal. You really? I used to steal magazines. Yeah, 
Oh man, I think I'm the only done, person that when a magazine still buys stuff at Barnes and Noble. When a magazine was the new one came out, you were to rip the cover off and then throw the magazine away. Off the old one. Yeah. So if like, oh shit, November Rolling Stones coming out, I got the October here. I do tear off the cover and then throw it away. Why? Because the new one's coming out. And you don't. You don't. You don't have old issues. You okay. don't have. You don't archive them. So I would always take every. And I had like All there the were so many great. Away. Yeah, there were so many them. great music magazines. Yeah, sure. But you're not supposed to. Just like when I worked at Walgreens, you're supposed to throw the sandwiches and donuts out, and I would just take a bite out of them and then throw them away. <laughs> I was like, can't we give these to homeless people? And they're like, no, if they choke on them, they'll sue us and we'll go to business. I'm like, okay, fine. That's not accurate. Well, I'll take a bite. I'll have a bite out of every sandwich. <laughs> to ruin it for the homeless people that, are, that were uh, dumpster diving. If you could bring back one store that closed. Venture. Really? Hell yeah. I got a, not arrested, but detained by undercovers at a venture. We used to steal from our venture all yeah. the time. But uh, my friend They try to get busted. me. They go, hey, you know, if you open something, that's not as bad as stealing something. And I was like, well, I didn't do that either. I was just killing fucking time because my mom was at Marshall's next door. <laughs> a friend of ours got busted. I, I When I moved to Oakbrook from uh, Lincolnwood, I, I was- and You should tell people Oakbrook's a pretty rough neighborhood. Oakbrook is tough. Yeah. I, uh, I was like the bad boy. Oakbrook is where the dicks come from in the movie you're watching. <laughs> Oakbrook was a wealthy community and we moved in in third grade and uh, I taught kids how to steal. And uh, then one kid got busted at Venture and then uh, thankfully he come didn't on. say. Ventures are sort of bring back? Not a Borders? No, I didn't like Borders. I like I, Barnes and Noble. Not I, a, uh, I'm still a Blockbuster Music Warehouse? Fuck that place. I, I Blockbuster fucking, they blackballed me. I, I failed the drug test there. and they ruined my I worked life. at Blockbuster for a couple of days. My buds worked there and they get me a job and I was like, I hate this. Because I would be like, everybody would come up to rent something and they'd be all happy and I'd be like, oh, you have a $17 fine. And they would be like, you're like a dumb piece oh, of shit. I, I, worked at the, I was going to yeah. work at the music version. Do you remember oh, they started Blockbuster Yeah, that's music? why I said Blockbuster. Where you could sit down and listen. Yeah. Big listening station. It was a great place. And uh and then they took a drug. They fucking a store like that to be the. I was going to be a manager. Yeah. And uh, in case I didn't get into law school, and yeah. um, they took a hair sample. Whoa, that's strict. And the guy I was talking to during the interview was like, "Hey, I just went to a fucking dead show, so yeah. there was people smoking pot yeah. around me." He's like, "Oh, you'll be fine." And he was so cool. He you knew should have got the shampoo. Stuff. Well, they didn't have that. Back yeah, they then. did. Oh, they did. There was a, a place in Indiana that you could get shampoo mouthwash or uh the tea was for the urine luck it was yeah. called urine luck the urine stuff was a, and then i talked to my brother who was a doctor or who's in medical school at the time and i was like hey will i fail this test he's like uh how long ago did you smoke up i was like ah, it's about like uh 60 days or so he's like oh if you're a urine test you'll be, you should be okay but hair i'm like they took a hair sample he's like you gave them your hair he's like yeah he's like, you idiot. i did the mouth swab at caught when i got my job at costco they did the cheek swab why would Blockbuster? Because they were very conservative. I guess. Didn't you have to take the hair one for Blockbuster? I thought it was like a standard. Take the what? Hair sample. Oh, I don't even think so. I don't know. It doesn't, I don't remember that at all. The only like Walgreens, I had to go like to a building downtown and take a drug test with like criminals. It was fucking awesome. And then Costco, <laughs> they did the mouth, the mouth swab. How does that get anything? I. It's apparently in there. I did a mouthwash thing for that. Okay. Right before it. Um, and then, um, I don't know, man, I would bring back like, 
I definitely want to, this is what I miss more than anything right now is just a place to fucking sit and write and just be yeah. fucking, that's why I miss coffee shops. Coffee shops. But, well, your coffee shop opened up. Uh, but you can't go in. Right, right. You can only order it from the curb. But, um, which is fine. We're getting there. But yeah. like, I, you know, I told Sarah, I go, I thought that the guy was going to be like, hey man, you want to just get it, get your back table and just sit and write <laughs> oh, a little bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. I felt like they were going to say that to me. I'd have been like, yeah. I, I had I a place, appreciate that. the place that I go to, uh, Golden Apple. Um, I found out they're open 24 hours now and uh, I went there and they're like, hey, do you want to just hang? Really? They, they didn't let me hang out. They're yeah. like, you can come in because everyone else that picks up yeah. has to go outside. They, they let me so in. So cool. No big deal. So cool. My picture's on the wall there. No big yeah. deal. 40 under, no. not 40 under 40. Lawyers. No, the, the, the moral of the story about the blockbuster is that guess what, kids? You fail a drug test. You end up going to law school. You uh-huh. get into the law school you want. Your parents are unhappy, but then you get into law school and you become 40 under 40. And then you learn how to tell when somebody's lying in a deposition. I really thought this was going to be a segue into your next song. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of using people, <laughs> I no, there wasn't. Um, this next song um, on my list is uh, this this uh, I, I holds a dear place in my heart. Uh, I was in this band. I was a manager for this band, and I played bass for him briefly until he got a real bassist. And it was my I say it's my idea to cover this song because you know I was I was his manager, and I played percussion on the original version of this on Jembe, which is in the other room here. But in the version that ended up going viral on the Coffee House channel on whatever. Sirius XM. Sirius, my what gem- do they call that coffee? The the coffee house. Coffee, the coffee house. house. Yeah. He crushed it on there, and uh, that is one of the only channels on Sirius XM that doesn't play the same like five songs yeah. over and over again. I will say that he he was on there, and uh, the version that he went with was the one without the percussion, which kind of bummed me up. Okay. No big deal. But it's a uh, Kings of Leon's cover of "You Somebody" by Jeffrey David Goldford, my dear friend, who now just goes by Goldford. It's fucking here. I've been bumming around, always looking down at all I see. Painting faces, photo places I can't read. Did any members of the Kings of Leon reach out to him and go, that's pretty great? No, but it, it, he went viral on this as he should. He's got an amazing voice. He was on uh, American Idol um, God, it was like 10 years ago now. But. Um, fucking so talented and he's crushing it now in LA he's got a lot of songs on uh, on the various shows on HBO now he's writing he was in Nashville um, this song say what you will about Kings of Leon but man they're fucking I've seen him in concert a bunch of times and I've met Caleb they're they're talented man I don't know I know you're anti Kings of Leon what <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really have trying to start a fight here Dude, what's your? Th- are you a Kings of Leon guy? I feel like they're they became too fratty, but you go back. I mean, their songs are really good, man. I remember hearing about them and being like, "Oh boy, there's this band called the Kings of Leon, and you better fucking like them." Uh, what was that for? Your their big hit, your the sex is on fire. Or sex something. on fire, yeah. Yeah, they're fine. They're they're not yeah. bad. They're not. I'll take them over many many bands. They're. I think they're really talented, and their songs are like the first album really good before they kind of before that album sex on fire that was a third album i think but um they're a pretty wild story if you read meet me in the bathroom young oh, dude yeah. young, young dude it's getting thrown into it yeah well they were all brothers and cousin from you know small town and, and like preacher sons yeah, of preachers. A preacher 
Um, and it's just, it's a great story, but I got to meet him a couple times, two different periods of my life and, and good guy, but clearly had his demons, you know? Hey, not that. nothing wrong with that, but, uh, not go for it. He doesn't have his demons. He's got his shit together. I actually talked to him today and said, Hey, your song's going to be, wow. Make safe. And he was really blessed. Positive guy crushing it. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, played bass with him briefly. I remember on stage a couple of times when I was in his band, he's like, you're in the wrong key. I'm like, what? <laughs> so pretty clear he needed to get a real bassist. But I decided comedy was a better route. <laughs> you're, really, you're really making this podcast about you, the 40 <laughs> under 40 and your, your, yeah, your covers. This one, you know, this, 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 uh, this doing covers brings me back to a different period of my life and. You know, I, I was in cover bands. I was in a and uh, let me ask you real quick: favorite cover to sing, for or perform, me to or, sing perform or perform, or perform, perform. Oh man, I'm gonna hit you. I with really favorite, loved, favorite and least favorite. I really loved uh, the medley I did with a few bands. Uh, with Shishamboy was uh, Forever in Blue Jeans by Neil Diamond into Franklin's Tower into um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. No, <laughs> into um, uh, what's the Buffalo Springfield song? I can't do it with this music. In the I background. have no idea. Something happening here. Can't think of the name right now. But anyway, that was one of my favorites. Franklin's Tower is an easy song to cover by the Grateful Dead. One of the best ones to cover by myself is uh, Come Pick Me Up by Ryan Adams. And your least favorite cover song to do. Oh, man. I didn't like doing the Kid Rock cover we used to do. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, Paul. And uh, there was a couple. No, I get it. There's got to be, especially hip hop. I, I just feel like. If you're, you know, doing cover songs and you're just either acoustic or with a band and you have to do a hip hop song, it's like, don't just, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. There were certain songs that people request when you'd play at a bar, like I'd play in the background and I would, I just, at some point I was just like, I'm not yeah. ever. And playing. I'm the guy who almost put Ben Folds, bitches yeah. ain't shit. I don't know? mind Ben Folds. Uh, Dave Matthews was the one that I really hated covering. We used to do an all, all on the Watchtower version of that, uh, his version. And I hated that song too, but. No, I, I, I like doing covers. I like when people get into stuff, but they're like, man, when is this song going to be over? Do you like when bands put a completely different spin on a cover? Absolutely. Well, I then think- you're going to like my next song, Paul, by the ten th- well by, by the 1000 Homo DJs. It is a cover of a Black Sabbath song, Super Not. So apparently this, the 1000 Homo DJs, I had heard this on our local radio station, our local alternative station in Chicago, Q101. They would play this song. I felt like this was like an after 11 o'clock song. Okay. You know, like they'd play it late at night. I don't feel like they, because maybe they just say 1,000 homo DJs and it was a little harder and stuff, but it had, uh, it was members of ministry and Trent Reznor is your singer on it. And they sort of, this came out of like just them fucking around recording an album. This is Trent Reznor singing. This song rules so fucking hard. Uh, I thought this should have been a way bigger hit. This is super not. I might've used this as my backyard wrestling song for a little while. I changed it a lot. And it was about taking acid, so I was like, yeah, baby. <laughs> Fuck you, yeah, baby. Check this out. Ready? If you're driving, I'm so sorry. You're going to get a speeding ticket right now. <laughs> get ready to punch this motherfucker. It's fun to take a trip. Put acid in your veins. Trying to come in here real quick. It's gonna get wild. 
be wrestling clips playing along right now. Everybody's I can see brains. this on a wrestling. Yeah. Clip. Or like the best of like hits in football. People getting beat yeah. up. Boxing or MMA. It was this guy who sounded like Trent Reznor. I just didn't like it. <laughs> Fuck you! I, I, but I also don't like Trent Reznor. I don't like Nine Inch Nails. I, I never got into any of that stuff. Dude, I saw t- fucking rocks. We talked about it. The tough. The tough what about this? What about ton, th- what about One Thousand Homo DJs doing Supernaut? What do you think? I didn't know it was a cover. I'd never heard this song before. I, you put it on the I'm list. blown away you never heard the Sonics on uh, Q101. Here's the thing. If they would play a song like this that started like that uh, on Q101, I'd probably change back to WXR. You know where I think I heard it the first time? Uh, no, I wouldn't have heard it on local. I was thinking this was like a, a, a James Van Osel kind of uh, song to play when you would get like your Sunday nights where it was a little more experimental. But this isn't. Well, Ministry. You know, Ministry is local. Yeah, but and that, wax tracks. But his put out local by show, tracks. and when Chris Payne had his show, it was local up and coming bands. It, did Chris Payne already, call his show the House of Pain? I don't think he did. I wish he did. But I, I, I love this song. I think this is a song I forget about, and then every once in a while I'm like, oh yeah, and then I put it on, and this is like a fun walking song. This is you great. Should have, you should go up to this. <sighs> Feels like I Too should edgy. be stripping. You know what I mean? Like, like it is a, a stripper a, song. Ma- a male, like a rock male strip club in the uh, late nineties. I don't yeah. know, man. I think this song. Are you a Nine tough. Inch Nails fan? Uh, so here's the deal with Nine Inch Nails and, and myself. There's some of the songs I really enjoy, but I like. I'll read about them. I like hearing about their process. They've done some interesting stuff. Well, his process. His process. Uh, he's done some really cool stuff. Um, soundtrack stuff always awesome yeah. but I'm not like a diehard like I would if, if you were like hey Nine Inch Nails is playing tomorrow do you wanna <laughs> drive eight hours to see the mic go no I don't wanna drive okay. eight hours to what see if it was eight hours away to go see Dixie Chicks but only an hour away to see Nine Inch Nails now you go to Nine Inch Nails okay yeah you're a convenience guy yeah but, but you know what I mean <laughs> or four like oh they're playing in Cleveland it's free I'd be like, what's the? Do we get backstage? What's this? What's are that? you like? I lump Trent Reznor in with Marilyn Manson. Those are two things that I'm just like, uh, I get nah, it. nah, 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 nah. Trent Reznor, legit. Not not that Marilyn Manson's not. Believe me, I almost put fucking Sweet Dreams on this. I'm not gonna lie. I'm surprised I you did it. I thought Actually, about it. If I had to guess, that was one that I thought you were gonna be on. It was in. A, it was early in early consideration, but uh, it just it just got bumped off. Um, no, I mean, I think Trent Reznor is super talented. I think uh, like the video. If you watch the video of Hurt, that's fucking awesome. That live version of Hurt, fucking. I, I awesome. agree with you. The cover that version. Yeah. But I, I lumped that in with Johnny Cash. Like, I think that that's just like... So I thought about Johnny. You know what, though? I will say this. And, and again, this is so wild. We're talking about Howard Stern multiple times on the show. He, when that song was popular, he did a bit where he was like, is, what is this Johnny Cash just singing all these old songs for? And he was like, he did uh, Britney Spears, like, as Johnny Cash, where he was like, oh, baby, baby. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, come on. You ruined Johnny Cash for me now. But... <laughs> It was funny, too. I watched uh, another music documentary called, oh, fuck, what was it called? Like Heartland Highways? I'm going to get killed by Kevin Aldridge because he's not going to remember. <laughs> I don't remember the title. But anyway, it was a country music documentary, but it was real interesting where it was like there was no like story. They're bouncing around from artist to artist. It's kind of sad because you see like Towns Van Zandt is like such a drunk and he kills himself with drinking. But 
in it, one of the artists, they, Johnny, someone brings up Johnny Cash, and he's like, that boy blew his wad. He's done. And this was in like the Who said that? mid-70s. Someone in this documentary. Oh, okay. And he's like, Johnny Cash blew his wad. That boy's done. Yeah. And it was like, fuck, wild. Well, if you think about, if you watch Walk the Line, it, it, and you or you read the book, I mean, he really was on his last. Yeah. And then Rick Rubin was like, hey, man, I think we can do some cool stuff. No, even before, I mean. Yeah, he, that was his third win, but he had a second win when... If you watch the Ken Burns documentary, he was playing fucking... Bran- he had a show in Branson where he was playing like three shows a day and it was killing him. And he was doing like like uh, town fairs. Like, yeah. like not even state fairs. Like town, like your fucking local fucking carnival, he would come play. It's like what would have happened to Elvis if he didn't die. Sure. That's you think I so? Mean. Yeah, I, I I do. I think that Elvis was on his. I think uh, dying was the greatest thing that happened to him. I mean, for his musical career, I should say. A lot of people say that about Kurt Cobain. Same what, thing. What say I was going to just say the same thing. Whose career had he lived? Do you think Kurt Cobain would sort of have? Because the rumor Billy is Corrigan. the rumor is I don't know about that. The rumor is before he died, he was going to do some like more. Uh, singer songwriter acoustic-y stuff oh. similar to rem-ish you know what i mean like old rem and he'd book studio time with michael stipe and they and that was kind of he was going to do more of a singer songwriter type of thing kind of like uh mark Wahlberg in the movie <laughs> Rockstar. fuck god that when's the last time you saw that piece of shit movie uh i i ha- i when i was cleaning out my uh, doing the corona cleanup i found yeah. out that i had it on vhs oh. and i deleted i threw it away so if you haven't seen Rockstar, it's one of the Jennifer movies. Aniston's in it. Jennifer Aniston is in it. Uh, dude from The Wire is in it. Verve Pipe. Verve Pipe. The singer of Vi- oh. Verve Pipe is in it. So uh, there's a band, and what was up with the lead singer? He was gay or I something? I think he was gay, and they had to kick him out of the band or something. Yeah. Real cool macho and they stuff. Cover the- and they found a kid who can cover him, which was Mark Wahlberg. Right. And then he's like, wow, this band is the lifestyle of rock stars. And it was one of these, like, Imagine if the biggest band in the world had to have a new lead singer, which, you know, ACDC had to replace their singer for dying. But, uh, and then, uh, you know, you see how like, oh, this, we had journey, this world so wild. And then he's like, I'm out of here. And where does he end up? In Seattle, playing music at a coffee shop. Fuck off. With Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Gross. We ruined it for you guys. But that, no, I mean, I get it. I, um, I do think that, um, Nirvana, like, and and one of the books talked about. I think it was Chuck Klosterman, or maybe we, you and I, have talked about it too. Gets mixed up being a music insider with other music insiders, but um, at the time that album was just Counting Crows was just as popular. Yeah. So you're right. Well, like, what would have happened? I mean, well, then I don't think they would have covered no. the paradise <laughs> to put up a pocket. I don't think that's ba, true. Ba, ba, I agree ba. with you, but if there was. I'm a- Put away that DDT. Um, I just think, like, I think they would have broken up for sure. I don't 100% think, agree with that. I don't that. think he would have wanted to, you know, I think he would have. They were already on the ways. There was already discussions yeah. on that. So I think he would have had kind of like a, a David Bowie-like career. Where Remember when Bowie kept putting out, like, songs and albums and we had to go, oh, this is really good. He would have different, he would try and we would have things. had to have acted like, oh, this is really good. I mean, what, let's hope that he wouldn't have sold out like real hard have been like, I don't know, man, I'm going to do this duet with Taylor Swift. I think she's pretty talented. <laughs> like, fuck you guys. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, cause I think he would have been called out on a lot of shit that he did back in the day. Uh, he had some questionable stuff. I think the Wokies might've went at him. The- Cobain. Oh, okay. I think the Wokies might have won at him. 
and I think he was a dick. So I think he might have said some stuff to get him in trouble. I think he. I think the he next been canceled. I think the next group point, yeah. of of star. I think he would have had a lot of shit to talk on, like new metal. If yeah. if in this timeline all this stuff happens. Yeah. Um. But it it would, it would have been interesting. He would have had feuds with multiple people. Would he have been? And this is so funny watching that Eagles documentary. Would he have been one of those guys who it's like, oh, we're going to see Kurt Cobain tonight, and he's got like like black gospel singers as his backup <laughs> singers and like. 50 musicians and every song they bring out another guitar for him and stuff. It's so rich rock stars from the seventies, eighties and nineties. The Eagles personify it to a T. Yeah. It's just so funny watching like when they were this hungry rock band and they were so good. And then they became these fucking boomer like symbols of just excess of just like halfway through this song, I'm going to give my guitar to this tech and play another guitar. Cause it's a little different. It's like, Oh fuck. Off. Well, that's what look at almost famous. Like that, that whole movie is based on, um, Leonard Skinner and the Eagles. Right? All a little amalgamation of both. Yeah. Uh, the Cameron plane crash, yeah. the almost plane crash and the singers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, he, Cameron Crowe has talked about it, but I mean, that's, that's the whole, they're, they're saying that that's kind of the, they, well, they say it's about, do you think button. Cameron Crowe has any more good movies left on him? I think so. Yeah, I think He's almost gonna have one was more. his last good one. Uh, I don't know. What did he have after that? Elizabeth Town. That was Ooh. a good. He don't know. He it's just Ryan Adams stinkers. did a lot of those songs. Um, I liked uh, singles. I think still. You know what amazing. I like? I like a. What did I just watch? Where they had to do this? Where it's like, fuck. Well, first of all, Walk Hard. Great music in that. The music is so good in Walk Hard. The Dewey Cox story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. That. I love. Uh, when they, it's such an interesting thing when they have to make a like a, a a movie of like, hey, this is okay. It's Michael Jackson. What we can't say is Michael Jackson, and they have to make the songs that were like, this was the biggest song of nineteen of the nineteen eighties, yeah. and they have to make a, a fake song. And dude, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story is fucking so good at doing that. It's they a really great good movie. songs. But I was <laughs> watching really another one. Oh, I was watching that show Nashville, and I was like. It was just interesting because that show's so bizarre. Because I, re- I read this whole blog about Nashville, and I'm like, all right, I got to watch this a little bit better than I used to. Because my ex girlfriend used to watch it all the time, so I'd, I'd peep in on it. And there were characters on there where clearly it's like, okay, you're blank. That's Garth Brooks. That's the new bro country flavor. Okay, you're Taylor Swift, yeah. but evil. Okay, but like you have to make the songs that somewhat sound like. Yeah, I guess this could have been like the song of the summer. Yeah, I mean they 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 got it. They well, what, what was interesting to let people behind the like almost famous or like uh, Velvet Goldmine was supposed well, to be about David Bowie, but he wouldn't sign off on. Here's it. something that that did happen in the golden ages, uh, early two thousands of advertising. What would happen is my artists and myself would get called to be like, "Hey, we need a song that sounds like this Wilco song." Oh, but not, but not this song. Yeah, this many beats per minute. Yeah, and use the word auto auto trader whatever the hell it was yeah and it was literally you put the songs next to each other mm-hmm. it's like let's say it's like nothing's ever gonna stop me it's like nothing's gonna stop me from going to auto trade yeah they would just change it slightly and that's what do that's you remember what, when 1877 cars for kids did like a punk version <laughs> 
because the old one, we had this thing in Chicago. I don't know if it's countrywide. No, it's not just, it's, it's oh, all okay. over. Because yeah. it's this little kid oh, and it's like, boom, boom, so boom, annoying. boom, 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 one, eight, seven, Who seven, seven cars for, right? Cars for kids. K-A-R-S. You can't sing anymore else. We got a copyright. But we then they kids. did a fucking, dun, 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 one, eight, seven, yeah, seven yeah. cars for kids for like the alternative stations. They did. Uh, that's what like save big money at Menards. Like that yeah. was our version. Well, the old in, version in, of that. In company. WCW, there there was ECW. This is so funny. Uh, ECW used to just play any music they wanted because they didn't give a fuck, and they would get cease and desist. And they're like, we don't care. Their top guy Sandman used to come out to enter Sandman by Metallica. They didn't give a fuck. They were like, and I as a kid thought these bands are cool. They know cool people watch ECW. It's like the cool. It was like the underground yeah. cool wrestling. They just didn't give a fuck. Uh, I asked this one wrestler, Tommy Dreamer. I go, well, didn't you guys get sued? He goes, dude, they would just, he would get cease and desist. His dad was a lawyer. The guy who ran the company, right. Paul Heyman. He would just go, man, eh, fucking throw it away. And cause he was like, what are you going to come at us and look like dorks? Yeah. But, uh, in WCW, you know, Jimmy Hart, mouth of the yeah, South. Of course. Jimmy Hart. I remember Jimmy so Hart. He's a, he was a, in the gentries. He's a musician. He was, a, he's a, has a top, you know, number, I don't know if number one song, but he had a, he had a hit single back in the day. And he was the music coordinator for WCW. So you would go to him uh, or he just cranked out a million of these and be like, hey, I like that song, Even Flow by Pearl Jam. And he'd be like, all right, I'll change it just a little bit. Enough to. Like Diamond Dallas Page's theme song was basically Smells Like Teen yeah. Spirit. But well, it was that, just a little faster, that's, no that's, lyrics. There's there's a, there's legal precedent to see what you can get away with to make sure it's not the same. But these advertising companies were just like, we don't want to pay Natalie Merchant, so we do a different version of it. So, But hey, here's the thing. Yeah. We are done with part one yes. of this episode. Yes, we have went over our time because over we love, time. We, this is a topic I told you this near was be. and dear to our hearts. We seldom do this on the show, but we are going to have to stop right now. We will be back next week with part two of Make Us a Mixtape with our covers, volume one, yes. part two. Is that what we're going to call it? Uh, yeah, we're going to have to. Volume one, and part two. And we need another drink. Yeah, we, we got to make more. more drinks. If you like- Paul's what, Corona cocktail. <laughs> if you like what you're hearing- or you want to comment or you give us your covers list, it's uh paulmartymix at gmail.com. Marty, what are you what are you gonna what are you gonna play us out to? Uh you know what? I thought we were about talking it, about and uh, I'm gonna go with uh, a, a near and dear uh song by we were talking about Bob Dylan so much that we're gonna go with uh off of Cheating at Solitaire from nineteen ninety nine, Mike Nessa Social Distortion playing Don't Think Twice. It's all right. An album of cover songs. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Please check us out. Subscribe, review. Check us out. Check out Marty's other podcasts. uh, Marty and Sarah love wrestling. I miss it. Wrestling with depression. Marty and Sarah love wrestling. And Singles Only Podcast is mine. Follow us on Instagram.